1: Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. The best in the business is back in business. Tonight we're going to be finishing up talking about the 2020 NFL Draft with rounds four through seven. But before we get there, do you think you're smarter than an NFL GM? Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? Well, here is your chance to prove it. You just head on over to DynastyOwner.com. At DynastyOwner, they are the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. You manage your team from all levels, owner to general manager to coach. Dynasty owners for the smart and elite fantasy football player only. There's no offseason in Dynasty Under, just like there's no off-season in Dynasty Fantasy Football. The rookie draft matters, free agency matters, and every contract matters. So come to a startup draft in 2020 using actual NFL players' contracts and salaries. Then improve your team each year with a three-round rookie draft, and by trading players and draft picks, you can win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. The mobile app is in development and will be ready to download on iOS and Android in time for the rookie drafts this May. That is now. It is May 1st when this is being recorded. Mock Drafts are open now on desktop and mobile browsers. To learn more in Mock Draft for free, go to www.dynastyowner.com. Make sure you tell them that your friends over at the Dynasty Rewind sent you. If we're not in your rotation, get us in there. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff so we can tell you and talk to people like Chev and Nooney from the great state of Arizona. Chev, what is good?
2: Nothing much, man. Just working my balls off this week. Yes, you are. But You know, I got a question, man. Nate, you're Absolutely. on the clock, man. It's been like 30 minutes. <laughs> we need you to make a pick. Come on, man.
0: So, I'm in two startup drafts right now. So, if I need to make a pick for the Listener League, then with my third round pick, 3.3, I'm going to select DeAndre Swift, Detroit Lions.
2: Oh, There we go. That's how you start a rookie show.
1: Okay. All right. So Nate has taken DeAndre Swift, and this is the Dynasty Rewind Dynasty League that we just started a little bit ago. The draft started today at noon. We're already in round three. There is going to be a secondary um, Dynasty Rewind League as well. Um, So, you know, this will be the main league. Uh, This is the Cool Kids Club. Not to say that the other one isn't. Uh, but if somebody drops out of this one, somebody from the other league will have a chance to come up into this league first before anyone else. The so XFL. That being said, that's right. That is the XFL. Thank you, Chef. It's kind of like our practice squad, the other league.
0: Oh, jeez, uh, stop it. <laughs>
1: so we were talking, uh, I'd like to also say good evening to Nate Christian. How are you doing tonight, Nate?
0: I'm doing great. Just uh, recording this podcast next to the fire. Oh, that is lovely. Fire and uh,
1: Porkman. man over there in jersey how you doing tonight pork man
3: i'm doing great i'm just recording uh my room in my eagles room next to my jack daniels so all right i love it i wish it was as nice as nate's but that's okay
1: yes well i could start a fire in my room but it would probably burn the house down so we're not going to do that so we did talk about rounds one through three uh where we left off was pick 96 that was uh kansas city took a tackle so we're not going to get to that um The rest of the round, though, just two interesting things here. A couple tight ends go off the board. Uh, Pick 101. The Patriots take Dalton Keene and pick 105. Adam Troutman goes to um, the New Orleans Saints. I don't know why I was blanking on that. I'm staring New Orleans right on the paper here. So of the two, which one do you guys like better? For me, it's Adam Troutman because I don't know who Dalton Keene is. I
0: don't think yeah, anybody definitely.
3: knows who Don Keen is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except Bill Belichick, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you I know, mean, Troutman. I'm Trapl- definitely Trapl- going Troutman.
3: Yeah, because, I mean, you know, they love their tall tight ends. So, at the end of the day, you know, he can learn from a journeyman and Jared Cook and see what uh, how he can, you know, better his game, especially with blocking and playing with better, uh, you know, better players in the NFL than playing, you know, against teams when he was playing with Dayton. So, I mean, he's he's a high upside, but you know he has a low floor for right now. But you know it takes about three years for these tight ends to develop. So you know I would take him if he's available third, fourth round, no no earlier than that.
1: Yeah. See how he plays with um with Drew Brees, and they did also just sign Jameis Winston this past week. So should be interesting. Um, you guys have anything to say about uh, either of these t- tight ends here?
0: I was reading up on Don Keane out of Virginia Tech, and it seems like he's fit for more of a, like, H-back role, um, kind of moving around in the backfield as a tight end, while Asiasi might be more of an inline tight end. So kind of reminds you of when the Patriots took Gronk and Hernandez. I don't know if this is going to be quite that combo, but they're doubling up on tight end again with two different roles, two different play styles. So it'll be interesting to see how they get used together.
3: No, you think they're going, They might use him at fullback because uh, Devlin retired. Oh, that's yeah. a possibility.
1: Yeah, it's definitely possible. Um. All right. So, do you guys have anybody else that you picked up at the end of round three? I don't really think there's any other skill positions there. No, I don't think so either. No, we talked H- about
3: everything, everybody before that. Yeah, it's
1: true. Um, All right, so moving on to round four. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about this guy. Joshua Kelly from UCLA goes to the LA Chargers. I mean, I know Eckler's still there, but.
2: I think you should talk about him. I think you are higher on him than most of us were. So if if you have anything on him, I'd love to hear it because I'm still not um, sold on that guy.
1: All right, um, I can. But just, uh, Nate, you weren't on the podcast uh, yet when we talked about Josh Kelly. I don't. Think you uh, I don't think so. No. Do you have any thoughts on Josh Kelly before I get to? Um, are you a fan? Are you not a fan?
0: I'm not a huge fan of Josh Kelly, but I actually like this landing spot a lot. I think he will complement Eckler really well. Uh, I think he's kind of limited to inside the tackles, kind of ground and pound game, and I think that's where he'll he'll his role will be with the Chargers. And you no, know, it's nice that he gets to stay home in L.A.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I like the spot. I think he probably beats out Justin Jackson. I know a lot of people were kind of high on him the last year. Um, I really didn't see it, to be honest with you. I like the spot a lot. I think it's good. I'm not going to say that it's going to be a Thunder and Lightning type show, but he could probably be, in the future, maybe a solid RB3. Yeah. It's a good compliment. I think Eckler's the guy, to be honest with you. Yeah, so. locked and load it. Maybe. I mean,
3: just to just a piggyback on that. I like skinny Josh Kelly more than fat Josh Kelly. Yeah, and I think if he, I think if he keeps that weight off and continues to play like he did at the Senior Bowl, because he was balling, he was probably one of the best players on in that game. Um, if he keeps, you know, at that weight and play well like that, he can. I think he might beat out Josh Jackson because he's a little bit he's a little bit more thicker than he is.
1: Yeah, I, I would completely agree with that. Um so moving on from that i can't remember which one of you guys was higher on
0: Hi- harrison bryant
1: that was nate that was me okay nate what do you think about that landing spot
0: cleveland um i think it's less ideal for his immediate impact i thought he was someone he was one of the few tight ends in this draft that could come in and immediately make an impact in the league uh from day one but with cleveland he's gonna be behind hooper but Stefanski's over there now, and he runs a lot of two tight end sets. So, all in all, it's not a bad landing spot. He's going to be on the field a lot, and I think he'll get enough to be, you know, on every everybody's radar uh, throughout this year, and then going forward, you know, depending on how Hooper does in Cleveland, he could uh, Harrison Bryant could take a good leap forward. I mean, Irv Smith Jr. was pretty decent this year, next to Kevin Rudolph, so or Kyle Rudolph. So, <laughs> I, th- I think that's a pretty good landing spot overall
1: um let's see next up denver tight end albert oh i'm not going to try to say the last name chev i think you were an alberto fan weren't you i can't remember
2: yeah i had him i think in my second tight end in our uh, league or do in you, our uh, rankings
1: do you like this spot because fans there but i mean denver really loaded up
2: yeah i mean it's definitely a good landing spot just because he did play with drew lock uh at missouri so, I mean, that's very exciting to go get your quarterback that you play with in college. So, there, he's already got experience with him, uh, and it could be very beneficial if uh, OTAs and stuff like that doesn't go through, and it's all virtual. Uh, so, he'll already know Albert O, and he'll know that he's a big target that can go up and get the football. Um, due to how many people are there that can do amazing things with the football, it's definitely scary because he's probably not going to get him uh, many passes thrown his way. I mean, they went out and got... Uh, Judy, they got Sutton, they got Fant still there. Melvin Gordon's gonna get his touches too. Uh, so, in that in that regard, just not the greatest landing spot. But being able to have a quarterback that knows you uh, in this this time where we don't know if they're gonna have uh, mini camps or anything like that, that's a good thing. But there's so many weapons in that offense that I don't think he's going to benefit from that standpoint.
1: So, okay, question. Do you think the college quarterback to college receiver narrative is kinda of blown after Mason Rudolph and James Washington last year?
2: Yeah, so I mean it's a whole different level of competition, right? So I mean, you're going into the big twelve with Mason Rudolph and Porkman's might go in bonkers right now. <laughs> <laughs> is but it? Yeah. It is, yeah. But um It's just a whole different level of competition. You're not going to be facing some whack bums out at cornerback and DB. So, I mean, it's definitely a transition and it's probably overhyped. I mean, knowing that, I mean, going into the NFL, I mean, a lot of people didn't have Albert O as a high tight end, right? And Drew Locke got a whole bunch of weapons. So, there's different circumstances. He didn't probably have all those weapons at Missouri. So, that's going to definitely change the game. Um, the Washington, I mean, Washington's a good wide receiver, but I don't, it just doesn't translate. So Mason Rudolph isn't as good as he was in college. I don't know. That's just the way I see it. I mean, he's playing different competition.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, All right, next one. I'm sure Nate would love to touch on this. The New York Jets take their running back of
0: the future, LaMichael Piran. Oh, man. This got me excited. I would say I was probably hype. <laughs> no d at the end no just hype just hype. okay but uh i mean i was trying to find a good landing spot for p ryan and i was thinking the dolphins because he'd be great next to howard but this is probably a second or third best dream landing spot for p ryan i think he goes perfectly with bell um, i mean bell catches a lot of passes but p ryan behind him he's kind of that same player who can make a big difference in the passing game, but also run just like bell does. And this is a great guy from the learn under to how to just do everything as a running back in all aspects of the game. And there's not really any competition behind bell right now. So he's going to get touches right away. And it sounds like bell might be out next year. So I mean, P Ryan could be the starting running back of the jets this time next year. Who knows? I mean, that's a pipe dream, possibly, but he's definitely going to have impact there. And he is—he was already very high on my list, and this just confirmed it for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of people are like, "I don't like this spot." I do like the spot.
2: It gives him, him a it. chance. I mean, he's going to be behind a guy that's possibly leaving soon, or Adam Gase obviously doesn't like him already. So I mean, he can—who knows? Be traded. <laughs> I mean, you never know what's going to happen in that offense. I mean, I really hope that Michael Piron doesn't get gased. Uh, because I feel so bad for Lamichael Bauer. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I hope that that doesn't happen. I was excited about the spot. People were like oh, the Jets. Uh, yeah, but you know the way I see it is this: Gaze didn't want Bell. Gaze wasn't a Kenyon Drake guy. Maybe you know he had a say in this pick. So maybe P Ryan is a Gaze guy, and maybe he uses him right.
2: Yeah, and I want to say I want to say it was Rich that said if. Gase does good this season, it's probably because Mims and maybe even Piran shows up and makes good things happen in that offense. So, I mean, if things go bad, Gase gets fired. If things go good, it's probably because Mims or Piran or Le'Veon Bell stepped up and, I mean, it could definitely be a big jump into their game and their stocks.
1: Yeah. We'll see. Um, And if I miss anybody when I'm going through here, just uh, feel free to jump right in. Uh, The next one up, Indianapolis, they select Jake Eason fourth round pick 122 overall. Um I I was higher on Eason. I like the spot. It's going to be a couple years until he gets to play at least one. Obviously Philip Rivers is there, but I think his contract has a club option for a second year. I don't know if anyone knows. Um I don't know. Maybe, who knows. Thoughts on Eason? I like it. You guys, what do you think?
0: Kurchav.
2: Yeah, I would probably say the way they talked about him after the draft, it did not sound very convincing to me that he's their next guy. Um, but um, he's going to be put in that offense before anybody else's. He's going to get a chance to uh, learn from Phillip Rivers, so that's a good thing. Um, he's going to be behind a good offensive line, uh, so that's even better for um, a young QB stepping into the NFL. I mean, look at Josh Rosen. He gets put in a situation with the crappy O line and. He gets freaking put in the dirt, and then he's traded to a team, and he's at four different OCs. Uh, so hopefully he can stay healthy and uh, be able to use those resources and use uh, Philip Rivers to learn the game and learn how to to work in the NFL. So um, I, I think he'll be all right. I'm just not convinced that he's their guy moving forward, uh, but he can take a big step.
1: I mean, he's got a shot, right? He's, the, he's there. He's with the team, so – We'll see. Yep. You know? Um, okay. So moving on now, I don't know who's familiar with, with this guy here. Um, I hate to say, it, and I feel bad when I don't know these guys, I'm, I've been talking and hyping the show up, uh, with a D about, um, you know, we've been doing rookie breakdowns since, um, and I missed somebody already. Nate, thank you very much. <laughs> so I missed Anthony McFarland Jr. mini booger out of Maryland. um, Who's a Who's a Anthony McFarland Jr. I like McFarland.
0: You like McFarland? Yeah, he's talk? out of Maryland. Yeah, you want to talk about uh, McFarland to Pittsburgh? Yeah. So I like, like the spot. Yeah, just like we talked about P Ryan, this gives him a chance because we all know that James Conner is not the most durable running back. Um, I. I was like a little confused at first because McFarland doesn't fit like that traditional Steelers running back that we all expect. We all expect like a big bruiser like that Jerome Bettis kind of player. But uh, McFarland isn't that player. He's more Chris Johnson than Jerome Bettis. But he actually has some power to him. He has some good leg drive, which he can, he can run over people and move the pile when he, w- when he uh, really gets to it. But uh, McFarland, I like him. He's got good draft capital here in the fourth round. And he's going to be another player that gets touches as a rookie, makes an impact. He's someone that if you get them in space, he can be a home run threat from anywhere in the field. This is the guy that, as uh, Porkman knows really well, just lit up Ohio State for like 200-plus all-purpose yards. Thank, um, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> um, this guy, he he didn't have a great last uh, year at Maryland, and a lot of people surprised that he came out. Uh, didn't come back to his senior year, but... Hey, he got a fourth round pick, and he's on the Steelers. He's got a chance to make an impact. I like it. I think he's worth a shot. I like him. Actually, I like him
1: better in this offense better than the Steelers last year's fourth round pick, which was Benny Snell, um, also known as Benny Snail, after his four point seven at the combine. So he's he's definitely got a good shot. It's a good spot to be in Pittsburgh, a team that really knows how to use their running backs very well. Um, but uh, Nate, just for Devil's Advocate here um, and for my friend Cody, who is a Steelers fan, what team do you think is
0: the best team in the
1: AFC North
0: right now? Oh, it is without a doubt the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Gosh, their draft was just incredible.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what. um, One thing I really liked about the Ravens, what they've been doing, actually what they've been doing in general since um, Lamar Jackson took over is they, they sold out. For what this guy can do and they are surrounding him with talent that fit both what he can do and this system really well um so credit to uh the baltimore ravens for you know not taking guys that they think they can make work because they have the talent but taking guys that they know are going to work yeah. um and I mean, like two
0: that. of the two of the best offenses in the league last year it was the ravens and the chiefs and those offenses are very different in how they move the ball and but at the same time they're built on the same exact thing and that's speed you know it's speed 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 everywhere and that's what it's coming down to defensive players are getting smaller and it's all about speed now
2: and we saw that in how the broncos and how the raiders drafted so they're in the same conference as the chiefs and they're trying to find ways to keep up with the chiefs uh trying to add all the speed anywhere they can so uh, that division is going to be pretty fun to watch, I think, in the next coming years.
1: I think so, too. It should be interesting. Um, well, here here's a fun division, too, I guess, since uh, Tom Brady's not in it anymore. Are, are anybody, is anyone here aware of Gabriel Davis from UCF? A little chance? bit. A little bit. Okay, so he went to Buffalo. The Bills also did just trade for Stephon Diggs. Um, with a fourth-round draft capital, a good stash, good late round guy. You think possibly?
3: He might be a taxi squad type guy. Taxi squad I know, type. I guy. know uh, GP hates him. Does he? Yeah. Well, well yeah. I remember when he got drafted. He said, ill. So.
1: <laughs> it look. I just wrote down that we will be watching film on him very shortly. So, yeah. oh,
3: well, most likely, I think he's just a one trick pony.
1: Tune back in in a few weeks so we can talk more about wide receiver Gabriel Davis for the Buffalo Bills. What's it? What's his one trick? Just a deep, just deep down the field guy. Deep
3: down the field guy. Which he's is pretty like, quick, but he's just stiff in the hips.
1: Fits perfectly for what the I mean, look, Josh Allen, not the most accurate guy, big arm.
0: Yeah. He could be so, the uh John Brown protege.
1: There you go. You know, Josh Allen's kinda like a very poor man's Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you think about it. Kinda. Uh, yeah. Kinda, right? I um, also
0: forgot James Morgan. James Morgan
1: quarterback for jets 125
0: florida international university
1: i think i might have skipped him on purpose i just want to
0: say <laughs> that my ncaa career is with florida international university
1: tell us more are you talking so, about it? the game or <laughs> yeah
0: okay. my ncaa 12 <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> okay. game okay james morgan's not in that game okay
3: was years ago he's a ginger though
0: game. how's that season going by the way um I lost my bowl game to UCF. Mm. Oh, no. Yeah, it was rough. I've we lost him three times
2: in the oh. last two years.
0: Ouch. Well, better luck
1: I,
2: next year. I would have needed uh, a new controller, man. <laughs> I would have well, slanged that thing.
1: So, Nate, James Morgan, uh, is he just like a stash? I mean, Sam Darnold's
0: there, so. Yeah, I, I think they got him just purely as a backup. I mean. I would say that a fourth round pick is a little early to use on a backup but <laughs> I mean what the Eagles do
1: They're building a quarterback factory, <laughs> Nate. Okay?
0: <laughs> so maybe well, no, it's not native. all that wild to spend factory. an early pick on a backup quarterback.
1: So moving on, we have <laughs> Isn't <laughs> it great when you're the host and you can just move things around? Why on? did you
3: bring that up, the
1: quarterback factory? Like, <laughs> why? Because Gee. that we're not know. a quarterback factory. That hurts. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's his last name, Hurts. I don't know what to tell you. Oh. Um, <laughs> Porkman, you are up with this next one. Seattle yes, takes tight end Colby Pulled Porkinson.
3: Man. Like, I, I, I like, I like I the spot. I love the spot. So... um with greg Olson being twenty five uh, thousand years old
1: he's a middle-aged man he's past he middle
3: well yeah he is middle-aged <laughs> actually um fresh off the booth and they also have will disley who can't stay healthy which i love i kind of see them playing the same type of way um big can do a jump ball as a, a monster in a red zone so i mean if greg Olson. Foot flares up and Disley isn't ready. Paul Porkison might be a type of guy that you can get in the fourth round or fifth round of your rookie drafts, and it might be an actual steal because Russ loves throwing to a tight end in the red zone. So it can be that can be a perfect, that can be a a dream connection. And I'm gonna just put this out there if he scores more than if he's every touchdown he scores, I think I'm gonna just eat a pool pork sandwich
1: well i think you're gonna do that even if he doesn't score a touchdown the Hey-o. <laughs> um so the next guy i want to talk about a guy i was really really high on that's tight end bryson hopkins from purdue he goes to the rams they have uh gerald everett there and the other guy whose name i can't remember right now who's the other tight end Probably, now? Tyler Higby. why can't i why i don't know i couldn't remember that i think everett's gonna be a done deal pretty soon um higby is going to be their one I'm kind of fading Bryson Hopkins a little bit just because I'm not a huge, huge fan of the landing spot. I would have loved to see him go to um, the Redskins. I thought it would have been a fantastic spot for him. They need tight end up badly. Um, but who knows? If Sean McVay is the genius that he says that he is, maybe in a couple of years this will pan out. But we're talking a fifth-round waiver guy at this point, I think, for Bryson Hopkins um but washington did pick up somebody that i think we all are pretty high on that's wide receiver antonio gandy golden out of liberty with pick 142. who wants to take it away about agg
0: uh i like agg a lot here at the redskins i mean we already got mclaurin kind of settled into that position as the outside receiver um but the redskins are doing something here they got the three the three wires wide receiver set right now is gonna be McLaurin on the outside, A G G on the outside, and Steven Sims Jr. in the middle. Um, no the Kelvin Harmon? I don't think? know I don't know what happens to Kelvin Harmon. I think he, he gets pumped down. I think Sims Junior really showed up at the end of the year. And uh, I think this this A G G pickup uh, kind of shows that they're not very faithful in Harmon. But, hey, he's not that, that bad of a fourth receiver to have on the team. I'm not sure how much they're going to air it out. They've kind of been playing a lot of run first offense the last couple of years, but Ron Rivera isn't there now. They might be looking to open it up a little bit. Um, but, man, Antonio Gandy-Golden's got the talent, and I I think he fell a little bit in my eyes to make it to the fourth round. But in the big scheme, for a player from Liberty to get drafted in the fourth round, I think that's pretty pretty good. So... I think this shows that they have some faith in him to make an impact starting sometime this year.
1: Yeah, I I like that's a good spot for a team that's in transition. Um, So moving on, pick 144, the Seattle Seahawks. Again, they take running back DJ Dallas from Miami. Um, Now, Nate, I know you are a DJ Dallas fan. Um, Chev, you are a Garrett Price fan, and he is a DJ Dallas fan. Uh, and you've known him longer than all of us. So what are your thoughts on the DJ Dallas pick? And you know what? Actually, I should ask first. Are you a DJ Dallas fan? Because at first I wasn't, and I think Garrett and Nate kind of swayed me towards him a little bit more.
2: Yeah, so just watching his film, this dude just looks like he wants to compete 24-7, and he'll do whatever the coach asks him to do, man. He's out there blocking. He's out there catching passes. He's out there running running the football. I mean, I love this guy. He runs hard. He makes great plays. I mean, this dude's an absolute stud. And then this whole offseason, I've talked about how Seattle might take a running back uh, due to Chris Carson and Penny being injured. Uh, and this could be a really great opportunity for DJ Dallas. Uh, and if Garrett Price is loving him, I'm going to love him too, even though we still got some J.J. work to talk about. But... Uh, DJ Dallas is somebody that I think will be an absolute steal in your fantasy rookie drafts. Uh so if you have the chance to go get him, snag that man. He's going to be in a good situation. Um it's a, it's a good time to be DJ Dallas and get drafted to the Seattle Seahawks, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I um I was pretty excited about this landing spot and I think in a couple of years, you know, uh I think you did say before the show possibly Uh, that Rashad Penny could start the season on the pup. Was that you that told me that? Yeah. Yeah. So he could start the season on the pup. Chris Carson runs hard, but not great draft capital. Injured most of the time. I think DJ Dallas could be a three-down back for the Seattle Seahawks. I really do. Pete Carroll's a guy that um, he doesn't care if you were a first-round draft pick or undrafted. If you are the best player on the field at that time, you're playing. Yep it's that simple and really that's the way it should be that's because he draft he drafts undrafted guys with the first round pick
3: <laughs> he does everything backwards <laughs>
1: yeah, he, he does but um it, it works so uh let's see moving on why am i not finding it oh okay so tampa bay pick 161 they take wide receiver tyler johnson so sliding back into the fifth round now tyler johnson was an interesting case um Good stats at Minnesota, not invited to the Senior Bowl, was at the East-West Shrine game, dropped out, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Nate, you said you wanted to talk about Joe Reed. I'm not going to lie. I don't know who the F Joe Reed is, Um, (laughs) but (laughs) he did go to the Chargers. I actually looked at his
3: name, and I was like, I knew knew Nate was going to say something. I was like, yeah, we're just going to skip him because I've never heard of him.
1: Joe Reed sounds like the most basic generic – freaking NFL players name of all time Um, what I did was I put a slash next to him and I put film for us to watch but need if you have something you want to say about Joe Reed if you know something or anything about this guy go for him
0: (laughs) so I do know something about this guy I have not watched any of his film I didn't even know who he was when he got drafted but since then I've kind of dug into it a little bit and he he was a slot receiver and that's what people were like oh he's gonna be a slot receiver in the NFL but it's coming out, and he said so himself, that the Chargers have talked to him about possibly switching to running back, which kind of blows my mind considering they just picked Josh Kelly. But he might be a player they try to move around to a lot of different positions. So he might be someone to keep an eye on because, personally, I, I like someone they drafted later as their third receiver. So this guy might just be a kind of gadget player for them. Like a Lynn Bowden. <laughs> or a LaVisca Chenault.
1: Yeah. Who did you see that report today? Apparently, they want to play him like everywhere.
0: Like Wildcat, at running yeah. back, at H-back, hey, f, f tight cause... end. Do you guys know what an F-tight end is? An uh, it's f an effing tight, tight end.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do not, actually. I do don't you? either. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out. Um, all right. So, we're going to watch some film on Joe Reed, too, and find out who the heck this guy is. Um, but Tyler Johnson. Um, Jeff, do you remember when we. <clears throat> It was a while ago that we did film on Tyler Johnson, I think. But um, do do you like the spot? I I can't say that I'm like super thrilled with Tampa Bay. You know, they they got these two stud wideouts. They got uh, Keyshawn Vaughn now. They have Gronk. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tom Brady's the GOAT, but can he support all of that?
2: Yeah, so that's where Tyler Johnson is going to be in trouble. I mean, like we were talking about before about other players, there's just the situation is so murky at the moment just because all the talent that is there. Uh, he'll definitely have a tough time getting his touches. Uh, when he does get his touches, I don't see him going over five catches probably just because there's so many mouths to feed in that offense now. Um, But, I mean, he's a great player. He had great production the last two seasons. Uh, He can get open. He can go up and get the ball, man. He's a great playmaker. Um, He's not the fastest guy, and he throws his hat in the fire to do some blocking. Um, So hopefully he gets a chance. I mean, I I want all these rookies to get a chance and uh, do great things, but uh, it's definitely going to take him a little bit longer to show what he's got, I believe. Maybe a third wide receiver in that offense, but there's some other wide receivers there that have a, a good chance of being that as well.
1: I mean, you hate to say it, but I think the only way this guy gets a shot is if somebody gets traded or hurt. You don't want people to get hurt. If Chris so.
2: Godwin gets hurt, I'm going to be pissed.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm a big Godwin fan. Yes, same here. Yeah, I like him. I have him in a, a couple spots. So, um, another guy moving on to pick 165. Um, Colin Johnson, fifth-round draft pick now out of Texas. He goes to Jacksonville. Mm. So... Porkman, what do you? Th- I, I don't remember. Sorry if I can't remember where you guys fall on no, everybody. No, you're good. We talked was, about so many people, but Con- Porkman, how are you on Colin Johnson?
3: Yeah, Colin is more of a. He was like a like a flash type guy, so he'll make the tough catches, but then the easy catches, he was just, he was just a little lost in the sauce. He was but, just kind.
1: Of, he was okay.
3: Yeah, he was just okay. That's the thing. So I mean, they got Didi there. They also had Chark as well, and I was pretty sure Keelan Cole's there too. So he might fit in somewhere with that offense. It's kind of like a,
2: you know, a hodgepodge at the number three slot. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You... Nate, isn't there a guy there that uh, just got drafted too?
3: Yeah, I just didn't bring him up. Hey. Oh, he interesting.
0: Be... He might be in a whole bunch of different positions. So yeah, knows? so
3: you know, whatever, f whatever, you can put him there. <laughs> That's how I feel about him right now the biscuit little biscuits (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i don't know i mean he can be a a little bit of a field stretcher because he has takes long strides but i'm not really sure how he's gonna fit in the offense i mean because they don't really push the ball downfield too much only because they already got their downfield guy in Chark, so Mm -hmm. and they got their underneath guy in and dd so i'm not really sure how he's gonna fit in there but i mean you never know it's a new offense with uh gruden so he might switch things up a bit.
1: Yeah, I think the offense could look pretty good, actually. Um, also, Andy Dalton did get released earlier this week. A lot of people are linking Dalton to uh, Jacksonville now, possibly. Um, that makes sense. It would make sense. I don't know if it happens. I think they're going to go for Minchu. They're going to try that out first. And bringing in another vet, you know, they probably don't want that that noise down there so uh, they don't
3: want the noise but it could help Minshew out because he knows the offense So
1: that is true Yeah. Uh, next pick, guy that I was pretty high on um, even though we looked at him late in the process, Mr. Venereal disease himself, Quintez Cephas from the University of Wisconsin goes to the Detroit Lions Um, I had said numerous times that I wanted the Eagles to take Quintez Cephas well they traded Detroit this pick and Detroit picked Quintez Cephas so Thanks, Howie. You <laughs> ruined my draft weekend. You ruined it more than my teething daughter. You jerk. Um, but I kind of like the spot for Quintes. They got uh, Kenny Galladay there, and um, Marvin Jones. Yeah. Is that yeah. It? Sorry, I am blanking tonight. Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola. Danny Armadillo <laughs> is there as well. And Geronimo Allison. Gmo is there too. He's going to be playing all sorts of special teams. So um, if Quintes comes out and he blocks good, which I know he's good at. Um, you know, all of a sudden, that Detroit offense could be pretty interesting. I think, maybe, yeah. who knows? Um, so, pick after that, the Buffalo Bills take quarterback Jake Fromm. Don't you think when you take a a backup quarterback, you want a quarterback to have a similar skill set to your starter? <laughs> no, let's just
3: do the complete opposite.
1: That would be like if the Ravens just re-signed Joe Flacco to be the backup again. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone want to talk about Jake Fromm in Buffalo? Is, yeah. is he a, is he a career backup, do you think?
0: I, I actually like this pick. Okay, I understand you want somebody behind your quarterback who plays in a similar style. I mean, that just makes sense for practice reasons. makes sense for just a lot of reasons. But, you know, Jake, Jake Fromm, he has all the intelligence of the world. The only reason he's not a first-round pick is because of his athleticism, his arm, just the physical attributes. Like, he is probably the smartest quarterback in this draft. I mean, everybody loved his IQ and his leadership. It's just where his physical traits end up. So, with a guy like Josh Allen, who's the total opposite, not saying he doesn't have any football IQ, but he's like all physical traits. He can run, he has a huge arm, he just chucks it out there. I think Jake Fromm could help develop Josh Allen, even though Jake Fromm is younger. I think... He's going to be a great asset to have in the quarterback room to help Josh Allen really grow as a quarterback, take that third-year leap, and kind of bring his aggressiveness down a little bit. So I actually like this pick a lot. I think he's I mean, he's going to be a serial backup quarterback in this league, but I like this pick.
2: So basically he's going to be another coach. He's going to be like kind Chase of helping Daniels. Him. <laughs> I like it. So, yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, it, it could work. I mean, they got from rocket arm to noodle arm, so <laughs> they can help him out.
2: Just think if – oh, crap, I'm blanking on the quarterback's name. Josh Allen. What if Josh Allen helps Jake Fromm get some speed, get some physical attributes? Maybe they share it, you know? Maybe yeah, they have them to together.
3: You know what that's called, Chef? That's called steroids.
1: <laughs> I think it's actually called symbiosis. It's <laughs> called <laughs> hard
2: but... work and dedication, you <laughs> bum.
1: You can't teach speech. <laughs> this is true. Um, so the pick after that, the Eagles did take wide receiver John Hightower out of Boise State. Uh, Porkman and I just actually talked about him on the Back Row Eagles show. Uh, not to type a different podcast. But there is a different Eagles receiver that we like in the sixth round. Um, just real quick on John Hightower. Big, deep threat. Body catcher. Porkman. Right? That's about it.
3: Yeah. That, I mean... That's the only thing that bothers me a little bit. As, as a receiver, you need to use your hands. You can't just automatically just rely on your speed all the time.
0: Yeah.
3: So, I mean, if you can get your, if you can get your, if he can learn to get his hands up, because I think we have a new wide receivers coach this year that can teach our receivers how to catch the ball. Um, he he can be he can be something.
1: Now there's a couple guys here that I'm sure if I skip over him, Nate's going to say something. We got three wide oh, receivers yeah. here. Houston took Isaiah Coulter. Chicago took Darnell Mooney. And Green Bay, I'm sorry, Minnesota took K.J. Osborne. Now,
0: Nate. You know Green, do, did, Green Bay didn't take any receivers. I'm sorry, yes. Minnesota took K.J. Osborne.
1: <laughs> um, now, do you want to say anything about these guys, or should we do film on these guys and talk about them at a later time?
0: Um, so I haven't watched K.J. Osborne at all, but I got a little bit on Coulter and Mooney. Um, okay. Coulter, he kind of fits something that the Texans don't have right now in like that main outside receiver you want. Um, maybe, maybe fuller fits that, but he's got to stay healthy first Coulter, I mean, he's, I don't think he's going to make any impact year one. I think he is a year two product. Um, if he gets there, but he's got some good physical attributes and he's got good size and good hands. He's just got to learn how to run routes and, uh, really become someone that quarterback can rely on. But more importantly, I like Darnell Mooney a lot in this slot. Um, you know, ta- Taylor Gabriel was fantasy relevant to a point. And he's gone now. Darnell Moody steps in that position. He is KJ Hamler Light, who is Henry Ruggs Light. And if they get this guy the ball, like on screens, little slants, he's going to make stuff happen. This guy comes out of a small school. No one really knows his name, but he is electric. He's explosive. He's a home run threat. He's who you want somebody like Mitch Trubisky throwing the ball to.
2: You know, this is a guy I think the Bears drafted for myself. So I could buy his jersey, and if he doesn't pan out, I guess change his name on the back of my jersey to Nooney, which is my last name. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that's the thing I really like about this pick. I haven't watched any film on this guy, but, you know, that's something I just thought about, and I'm well, really excited about that.
1: He's Chevin approved. I don't know what else you
2: need more tight ends more tight ends please
1: they they do they need to get up to 11 before the season starts
2: they're cutting them down i don't know what they're doing i don't know
1: um so i put those guys down for us to watch some film on um potentially we will discuss that moving on to round six the cleveland browns select wide receiver donovan people's jones so who better to talk about him than his mortal enemy porkman what are your thoughts on donovan people's jones in cleveland I mean, obviously,
3: he looked like uh, hot garbage in Michigan, only because um, the quarterback was hot trash. But um, his measurables at the Combine was outrageous. Now, I don't know how that's going to project him into the league. I just know he played really well in high school, and he was highly talented. He just happened to go to the wrong school. But when you have uh, Baker Mayfield and you got all those other weapons out there, Sixth round, I think it's a possibility it could be a steal. I just think he fell because there was just no there was really no good tape. I just don't I I can't really totally blame him for it.
1: Sorry, I was just kind of looking ahead here. Um so a couple guys that I'm thinking that we could talk about um later on here. Jacksonville takes quarterback Jake Lutton, Luton, I don't know how to say it. Um, the 49ers took tight end Charlie Werner, I guess you could say. Um, do you guys know anything about any of these two guys? No, sir. Not no really. So, I started some watching we'll
0: some Loon film before the draft because I heard someone on Twitter mention his name, but I only got through about three minutes of it. All
1: right, we'll start looking into these guys then. Um, so pick 200, the Eagles took Quez Watkins out of Southern Miss. I think Porkman and I both agree that we like him better than John Hightower. Um, similar skill set, but better jump ball guy, better hands overall, a little more versatile as far as special teams play too. Um, so, Quiz over Hightower. Uh, but at pick 201, uh, what the Baltimore Ravens did was they went ahead and pick a better wide receiver than that was picked a pick before them, and that was James Proach, which is the actual way to say his name according to the NFL Draft So, resident Ravens fan,
0: Nate Christian, what are your thoughts on this pick? I really like this pick. I was hoping this guy would be on the Ravens. I think he is the, like, one of the best slot receivers in this entire draft. He could have the best hands of anybody in this draft, and he's not slow. Um, it was a little confusing at first because they drafted Devin Duvernay in the third round, and I've never seen John Hallball so excited about a pick, except for when he went ahead and drafted Duvernay here. Like He went crazy. And then, in this round, they trade up to get this guy. And those players are very similar. They're smaller slot players who you just just try to throw short slants to and stuff. So, I would usually be concerned, but I know this team has a plan. If they were that excited about going to DuVernay and they traded up for this guy, they have a plan to use these small guys, these slot receivers, the speed. And, I mean, they got Marquise Brown. They got DuVernay, they got Prochet. They have Miles Boykin to be that one big physical receiver. There's a lot of speed, there's a lot of excitement, there's a lot of electric on that offense. So I hope this guy gets involved.
1: Yeah, I think he will. I, I like him uh, a lot. He could honestly. be a good
0: like safety blanket for any quarterback.
1: Um so just another couple guys here to end out the sixth round that I don't really know a lot about, so we could talk about at a later time. Uh, The Jaguars took tight end Tyler Davis from Georgia Tech. The Bills took wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins from Oregon State. Oregon, Oregon, whatever. And the Colts took wide receiver Desmond Patman from Washington State. Save those guys for later, right? Since I don't really know anything about them. Sounds sounds good to me. Okay.
0: Round seven. And Freddie Swain uh, for the Seahawks. Uh, oh, I don't know sorry. About him either.
1: Yeah, we missed him. He was picked 214. Thank you, Nate. Um, okay, round seven. Who wants to start with what I think is a great pick? The Chargers take KJ Hill. You want to talk about value in the seventh round from Ohio State, um, yeah, the second best uh, collegiate school. In Ohio, we all know Ohio University is the best. Oh, the Bobcats? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the Bobcat logo, though. It's pretty neat, right? Yeah, it is
3: kind of fly, but they're not
1: birdies. Now Toledo could probably beat Ohio, the Bobcats, on a regular basis. But who would like to talk about K.J. Hill going to the Chargers, which I think is a fantastic spot for him?
2: I'll
3: touch on K.J. Um, so... I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's the leading receiver in school history and receptions. I think that's because he was maybe like a five-year, uh, five fifth-year senior. Um, to me, he's perfect in the slot. I think they tried to play him a little bit too much outside in college, and he gets kind of lost out there. Um, but he's a really good route runner. Um, to me, when I saw them draft Joe Reed, I was kind of confused because I was like, y'all got K.J. Hill in the seventh, and to me, he looked – a little bit better than Joe Reed. But um I mean fitting him in the slot in the three, he kind of fits right in with Keenan Allen and Mike Will and um and Hunter Henry out there. So I mean he to me he seems like a day one starter. Um I don't know what their plans are, you know, after training camp and all after all this extra coronavirus stuff was going on. But I mean if he fits right in in the slot and helps Herbert out or Tyra, whoever's starting, he can be a nice little safety blanket underneath with him and um and Hunter Henry and everybody else up going deep up top. So I, I really like this pick for them.
1: Going back a few picks, three picks actually, uh, Nate pointed out to me that I did pass over wide receiver Jawan Jennings from Tennessee. He went to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Nate, do you know anything about Jawan Jennings by chance?
0: Um, Honestly, not too much. You made me uh, go back for that, really. <laughs> he did have a bad <laughs> combine. I don't know that much. He, yeah, he had a trash combine. That yeah. made him fall a lot. Because people were expecting him to come out with a lot of speed, even though he was a big guy, but he ran slow. Um, he's something that they don't have on that roster, really. I mean, other than like Jalen Hurd, he's like another big physical receiver, um, different than Debo or Ayuk. So might have a chance to carve out a rule, but, you know, seventh round, who knows. Should we take a look into this guy at all? You think? Probably. Why okay. not? That's one of right. the
1: best, best in the business. That that you know what? Damn straight. That's why you're here, Nate. That's why we're all here because I believe in all you guys and we love everybody that listens. Um, so probably one of the biggest tumbles of the draft I actually fell right into Shevin's backyard. Eno Benjamin falls to pick <laughs> two twenty-two. What are you laughing about? Did I skip over somebody else? No, no. Okay. I'm just – that's your boy, Eno. I like – I don't hate Eno. But no, no. I, I know you like him. He, he's not – I mean, you know. But, but so, Shev, he he fell right into your backyard here. Um, he lands with the Cardinals. What do you think about Eno Benjamin? I know that Kenyon Drake's probably going to get a nice deal. Chase Edmonds is still there. But I think Eno's got a shot to be – Maybe a backup, something?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's probably got a good chance to be a backup. I mean, watching Eno's film, I wasn't too high on him. Um, but, I mean, he's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's got a little bit of speed to him. Mike, I would love to hear you talk about him. I feel like you were the highest on him, and uh, I know you had a little talk about drafting him late in your draft. So what, what's the reason for you wanting to draft Eno Benjamin in Arizona?
1: So my whole thing with drafting Eno Benjamin it's mostly because I have a, a ton of Kenyon Drake shares in different spots. And I just feel like his skill set is good enough to possibly beat out Chase Edmonds. And he'd be a good handcuff for uh, Kenyon Drake owners. I like him. Like I said, I don't know. If, do you guys think he's good enough to be the lead back there for an extended period of time? I don't know if.
2: I do not see that being a possibility.
1: Yeah, I I think. For me right now, he's pure handcuff value, you know, and like I said, that'll be in the spots that I have Kenyon Drake.
2: Yeah, i, I mean touch him. Yeah, I mean that's you're you're going to be drafting this guy maybe off the waivers, in these drafts maybe, but uh, he's a guy that's you're not going to have to waste any high picks on. So I mean, it could play out, it could be a diamond in the rough, but I am staying away from him. I'd rather yeah. have
0: Chase Edmonds.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: I just think um I don't know I think he's got he's got a shot here obviously he's drafted so we'll see what happens. Um after that there's really not much I'm just going to touch on some guys here um that we might want to dig into later. And if anybody knows anything about these guys by all means please say something. Um the Cowboys drafted quarterback Ben DiNucci from James Madison. Um the saints drafted quarterback tommy stevens from mississippi state the vikings drafted quarterback nate stanley from iowa the buccaneers drafted running back raymond calais from louisiana lafayette the uh dolphins picked wide receiver malcolm perry from navy the seahawks took tight end steven Sullivan from lsu so
3: the better tight end
1: the better tight end but not the one that was getting all the hype yeah um and Denver took wide receiver Tyree Cleveland from Florida I don't know if anybody maybe we could look into some of these guys um Malcolm Perry for me um I like I like those military
3: guys um like the quarterbacks that turn wide receiver because I just like to root for them type of guys and this guy is freaking electric he's fast as crap um so I really want to look more into him um I'm pretty sure there's no film of him catching the ball. I don't think
1: they throw the ball a lot at Navy.
3: I don't think they throw it all. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just all triple option, but he's he's fast as heck. he was just like the uh the Reynolds guy. I think he played for Ravens actually, yeah,
0: he did um, he, he played for a little bit
3: yeah, um, yeah, but I want to look him more in the parry and see um if they get him in space what he can possibly do, but um, I'm Pretty much, and Sullivan, Jeez, they got to take another goddamn tight end.
1: I know. <laughs> I, don't know. Um, I don't know. They're trying to catch up to the Bears. That. Yeah, that's impossible. I still don't know why they traded Ol- or signed Olsen, though. I mean.
3: Yeah, I'm not really sure either. I mean, if you if you knew he was going to draft all these tight ends in a the draft, they could have just let him stay in the booth.
1: Well, that's one of those things, too, where sometimes you never really know. How it's going to go down. Yeah, that's true. But um, So, does anyone else want to touch on anything else about the draft? It could even be something we already talked about. Just any takeaways or anything else? I'm really
0: excited for next week because there is a lot of undrafted talent.
1: Ah, yes. Nate hit the nail right on the head there, uh, which, as it turns out, is the only place to actually correctly hit a nail. But that being said as you know, the best in the business does a undrafted free agent show every year. Um, and by that, I mean the one time we did it because this is only our second year doing the podcast. We actually turned one in about 25 days to be honest with you. So we should do like a birthday episode. That'd be fun, right? (laughs) What do you guys think?
0: Everybody that we've ever had on the show all here at once.
1: That is a lot to coordinate.
2: (laughs) Sing us happy birthday.
1: (laughs) Um, all right. Well, that I'll, guess i'll get those wheels in motion um but yeah so look look ahead to the undrafted free agent show and i could tell you this right now if you hear any other podcasts doing an undrafted free agent show they stole it from us dm me so i can go fight them because that's what i do um does anybody else have anything else Uh no
3: i'm just i'm just excited that this draft is over we finally get to look at some more film on a lot of good talent Especially his undrafted guys. Yeah, there's going especially, to be some. Especially there's one on the Eagles in particular I want to talk about more.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Michael Warren did go there too, just a little um, spoiler. So yeah. I think could be good spot. Good spot. They didn't draft Garrett, a running man. back. There's... Garrett took my guy. I was mad. Never hate Garrett. That Jeez. is not nice. Um, but before <laughs> we head out, does anyone um, have a verse for us tonight? I got one. All right, Chef, go for it.
2: All right, so this one's from Proverbs one three: To do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Now is the great time to do what is right. Be safe. Stay inside if you need to. Take precaution. Uh, it's not your life that we're really worried about. It's uh, other people's lives that are in danger. The older, older folks, um, anybody that has different uh, medical illnesses, we need to be keeping those guys safe and keeping ourselves safe as well. But uh, we need to really focus on worrying about other people in this time and sticking to our safety precautions.
1: All right, chef. Thank you very much. And a good message from a great man. So that being said until next week, everybody pork man, where can we find you on Twitter? You follow me at FF pork
0: Okay. And Nate, where can we find you on Twitter? Um, so I just changed it. It's no longer NFL Draft Dynasty. It's now Nate NFL. Short, Ooh. simple, to the point. I love it.
1: Although I do say um, I like your sleeper username, though, the real Nate C.
0: That's oh, pretty yeah. good. That's my uh, OG Twitter account. i got to make that private now. Uh gotcha. And, Chev, where can we find you on Twitter?
2: You can find me at Boyard boy with an I.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at TheMBowR85. You could please follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Check out our Facebook group. Uh, We got some good postings in there. We had a good stuff around the draft time. And you can also now check out our Instagram page, uh, which I'm actually recording a small video for right now as a teaser. So until next week, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks again.